welcome to another exciting episode of Ed's Auto Garage podcast. But before we get started with the podcast, let's give a shout out to Arango Insurance Services. Arango Insurance Services is your traditional home auto commercial insurance brokerage that specializes in providing insurance to the automotive industry. From exotic and collector cars and private automotive collections to insuring automotive OEM repair shops, restoration shops, automotive component manufacturers, and even dealerships. We write coverages with many of the top carriers and we can customize a policy to fit your needs. Check us out, Arango Insurance Services at www.arangoins.com or call us at 949-887-1274. Again, 949-887-1274. And stay tuned to this podcast. It's a good one. Thanks. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ed's Auto Garage. This is season two for Ed's Auto Garage. Again, coming to you live from here in my garage in Huntington Beach, California. This is Ed Arango. And today we have a great show, a great guest. Uh, Paul Montesano um, is with us today. Paul is the former president of the Orange County Mustang Club and the current president of the Huntington Beach Car Club. And he also, his day job is he works uh, as the director of supply chain for uh, Myers Manx. And I'm sure many of you have seen the buzz about Myers Manx and the new uh, 2.0 that's coming out. And it's just blowing up all over the internet. And it is it is going to be quite a phenomenon. I, I'm going to guess, <laughs> Paul, Welcome to the show. I'm going to guess that everybody is uh, is really excited about this, and you guys probably a little bit more attention that you guys probably started uh, uh, expected so so early. Yeah, um, thank you, Ed, and uh, appreciate being on the show today. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's um it's kind of blown up a lot faster and bigger than I think everybody anticipated. Um, obviously, the buzz with you know electric vehicles these days. Um, but you know, the history of the Myers Manx and Bruce Myers, a lot of people don't know the history of the vehicle, but it is the original dune buggy. Yeah. Um, you know, they are pretty much legendary. Um, you know, the company was bought two years ago by a private equity firm, Truesdale Ventures, um, before Bruce passed away a year ago. Um, and these are car guys. So they've relaunched the company, um, and relaunched it with gangbusters. You know, we're, you know, we did a run of the classic bodies. We're doing a remastered body, um, very similar to the original design. Then there's the electric 2.0. Um, and about a month ago, it was unveiled for the first time to the public up in Malibu mm -hmm. um, at the Little Soho House on PCH in Malibu. And it was by invitation only. Um, we had, you know, Chip was there, uh, Chip Foose. Um, Jay Leno was there. A lot of influencers, a lot of media. Um, and from that moment on, it went crazy. And then last week, as you know, was Quail and Monterey Car Week. Yep. Um, and then, you know, they had it up there on display as well. Um, started listing out all the options and what it features it was going to have, 
how the roof line was going to work, um, the powertrain that's going to be in it. Um, and then that Friday at Quail, they opened up the deposits that could be put down on a car. Now, mind you, it's still a lot of development work to go and production won't start until 2024. But, you know, all the groundwork and all the designs are being finalized, but it is a phenomenal looking vehicle. Um, the response we got literally coming in from all over the world, um, never mind the United States, Australia, they are Manx maniacs down in Australia, <laughs> um, all over Europe, uh, South Africa, a lot from resorts in the Caribbean. Um, because it's zero emissions, they want to have them at their resorts to tool around resorts. Um, kind of like but, like the old Fiat Jolly used to do for them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, golf courses. Um, you know, residents a lot. You know, California. Obviously, when we looked at the breakdown of by state, you know, obviously California was one of the biggest. Florida is the next biggest because you know you have all those retirement communities down there. Well, golf cart, Manx. Hmm, let me think. You know, mm -hmm. cruising around in the Myers Manx in the retirement community and golf community be kind of nice. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot. I mean, we see them. Um, I mean, we even see them here. You see golf mm -hmm. course, uh, golf uh, carts running around. Yep. You know, but I mean, you know, a Myers Manx is going to be, you know, somewhat a little bit more substantial of a vehicle to feel a little bit more comfortable yep. driving on on a road. Maybe you're not going to be flying you know, to LA every day on the 405 in it, but, but, uh, but at least you feel a little bit more substantial in a vehicle like that. But before we get kind of going into this, into this direction, sure. Paul, let's, let's learn a little bit about you. Let's find out, um, not for nothing, but I, I sense a little bit of East coast accent there. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about your your upbringing and what got you into the whole car world and you know what got you hooked on cars as a young kid so i grew up in north jersey just outside new york city so i'm, I'm a transplant here in southern california um and growing up my neighbor had a 1978 mustang to cobra the shelby cobra sure everybody you know most mustang people hate the mustang too and think it's probably the ugliest ones but that's what got me hooked on them and i just became an instant mustang fan and i've owned multiple ones over the years from uh an lx coupe to a gt um my first stick um was a five-speed gt um and then from there um when we moved to california i'm like okay we're living in california um you know gotta have a classic car you know you, you, you know it's just it's southern california lifestyle so did you move to california like with your with your parents and family or was it something that you that you came over already as like a, an adult or something as with, no, with um, uh, married or I, something? I was 29 years old um i've spent 35 years in working in the aerospace and defense industry and at the time i worked for fairchild aerospace so fairchild decided they're going to close the facility in hasbro heights new jersey and they're moving it to california Got so it. I was one of 10 people that was asked to come with the company. So my wife, who is from Ridgewood, New Jersey, we figured, you know, they've given me a two-year contract. If we don't like it after two years, we go home. Well, that was 1994. Mm. So we've been out here ever since. Yeah. Um, you know, so our son was uh, born and raised out here in California. 
uh, our son, Dominic. Um, he grew up, he went to Edison High School in Huntington Beach, right, um, right down the road from you. Right. Um, and then uh, he got accepted to San Diego State University. Good. Um, Good deal. And then um, he actually transferred for his senior year up to Cal State Dominguez Hills um, for a more stringent uh, program than what San Diego State could offer him. Um, but we've, you know, the, you know, my wife and I moved out here, um, you know, not knowing what to expect. It's a completely different world than the East Coast. Yeah. Um, but you can't beat the weather out here. I mean, the weather, <laughs> you know, you know, 365 days a year, although we could use some rain, um, yeah. you, you can't beat the weather out here and, you know, live in three miles from the beach. No, I know. I know. You know, I, I know you can't beat the weather. People, you know, people say, how can you put up with all the weird stuff that goes on in California. Well, you can with the weather a little bit, you know, the weather kind of yeah, overrides it a little bit. You know, stuff. you can have a bad day at work. It's crappy out. Well, I, it's January. I'm going to go home, put my shorts on and maybe sit in my pool or, you know, right. <laughs> you know, or I'm going to take a ride down to the beach and, you know, it's January. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, so back to that, uh, that Mustang two that got your eye, I'm sure what got your eye about that Mustang two were all the decals and oh. all, all the coloring. Cause it was, those were always kind of like, I don't want to call them psychedelic, but they were very, very, they were kind of like the Ford's version of the Trans Am and the big chicken on yeah. the front of the Trans Am or on the hood of the Trans Am. Yeah. Well, this one wasn't the Cobra where it had like the Cobra on the hood. This one was um, a Shelby version. So it was white with the blue stripes. Oh, okay. And I thought that was like the coolest looking thing. It had T-tops on it. I'd never seen a car with T-tops. Um, and it had a rear it had a rear spoiler on it. And it was like, that was like the first sports car I ever actually saw and thought it was like super cool. You know, my brother had a Roadrunner, um, you know, growing up. Um, he had a Monte Carlo, um, you know, my dad was a Chevy guy. So here I come along and I'm like, eh, Chevy's, eh. no offense to all the Chevy guys out there, but you know, I fell in love with the Ford Mustang. Sure. No, absolutely. So then, so then, um, so then you, you come out here and you're working for the aerospace. How did you, when was it that this transition happened that you went into working for Myers or working into the, uh, into the auto uh, industry? So, after, you know, 35 years in aerospace, it's, you know, it, it's a high stress, you know, uh, world to live in, sure. you know, you know, especially when you're doing working with the DOD, um, you know, and with the Gulf Wars and everything. And, you know, they don't care what day of the week it is. If they need parts, they need parts. Sure. Um, you know, see, I kind of got burnt out on it. And I'm like, I need to change. Um, you know, started looking around. I saw. Uh, an advertisement on uh, I think it was indeed and I'm thinking oh how cool was that you know because everybody know any any car guy knows what a Manx is you know whether you're into the doom buggy world or not you know what a Myers Manx is it's it's, it's like Lee Iacocca you know who he is you mm -hmm. know Carol Shelby Bruce Meyer um, I figured oh you know that'd be kind of cool so I sent my resume in not thinking anything of it well a week later I get a phone call I come down I interview with the CFO of the company and two days later, they called me and made me a job offer. Wow, so, congrats. Yeah, so it was kind of a, a, a shock. So I'm thinking, okay, great. You know, and then I find out, you know, it's, you know, the plant is only four miles from home, which is nice. Better yet. Better yet, <laughs> especially with gas at $6 a gallon. Sure, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but it's nice because they're treating it like a startup again. You know, it's like, you know, they kind of wipe the slate clean and restarting everything. Um, one of the big things is coming into supply chain, Bruce and Winnie, everything was manual. You know, there was no computer system other than QuickBooks. Sure. So yeah. I get to put in, I'm in the middle of doing an implementation on an, a full-blown ERP system. What I'm accustomed to in the aerospace world. Um, so we'll have a full planning and purchasing modules, um, inventory control module. As this thing scales, which it's going to do very, very quickly, yeah. um, we need to put these kind of controls in place. You know, because a lot of people don't know every single Manx, there's a registry, like a Shelby registry. There's a Myers Manx registry. Every car has a serial plate on it and a registry number. And that's documented. And the certificates are still signed off uh, by Winnie Myers, Bruce's widow. Um, so you, you're talking, you know, lot serialization. So, um, so, so is that because primarily because of just authenticity to make sure that everyone yeah. identifies this as a Myers Max and not some Correct. other knockoff one? Correct. Because, you know, okay. Bruce never patented it. There's, there's so many knockoffs out there. Yeah. You know, like the Cobras, you know, there's factory five, you know, Hillbank Superformance. There's, a, you know, a dozen people making um, uh, Cobras. Well, same thing with the Doom Buggy world. You know, there's so many Manx knockoffs, but there's certain things that you can tell, certain characteristics and badging that's done, so you know it is a real Manx. Yeah, we get requests all the time. You know, hey, I just bought this Doom Buggy. You know, it says it's a Manx. I want to verify it, and they'll they'll we'll ask them for some information that only they would know if they weren't given a certificate um, yeah. from the previous owner. But that's another nice feature, and it adds value to the vehicle as well. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure. I mean, I must. I'm I'm sure that, uh, for example, the tub, the fiberglass tub of the vehicle. I'm sure that they have certain locations that they might have identifying markings or VIN numbers. I would assume some sort yep. of identifier, you know, secretly placed in certain areas that that only certain people might know where they are. We used to do that in the boat industry. Yeah. So you know, we would you know hide tuck away uh you know uh whole id numbers in different areas of the boat yeah um in case the boat got stolen and ended up in you know costa rica someplace or something but. yeah the, these have two unique plates that go on them with the serial number and a registry number um that are made to order for every single vehicle that that's produced and all the ones that were in the past now originally the manx if I understand correctly, the the Myers Manx when Bruce was was selling them, um, they were kits. You could yep. buy them and take them home, and I could build it in my garage. I just needed to buy. I just needed to have a Volkswagen and just kind of transfer all the stuff over. Yep, still the same. Really? Um, but now the the electric version won't be that way. That will okay. be a turnkey car. Now, now the electric version, or it's. I had read or I had heard that that the designer of the electric version was the same guy that designed the Audi TT. Yes, uh, legendary designer Freeman Thomas. Freeman Thomas, right? So Is he, Freeman, he's associated with the company. He's he's our he's um uh, one of the executives here. Got it. So okay. Freeman um designed the Audi TT. He worked for Audi and Porsche, and then he worked for Ford. He worked for Volkswagen as well, and he was responsible for the design of the new Beetle. Got it. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. So the, our, the design team is, um, we, we got some heavy hitters. 
<laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. So, so um, you mentioned a little while ago that, I mean, we've got the 2.0, the electric one coming out, which I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Paul, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I think it's one of those things that's going to be like, careful what you wish for. You're just going to, you may, you may just get it. And I think it's going to blow up on you guys. Well, it, we've already passed that point. Yeah. Huh? So the, the conversations yesterday were, we need a bigger building. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, as of yesterday, we were well over a thousand uh, reservations already within, and that's just one week time trip. Wow. So, Holy moly. Now, yeah. now they are going to be doing, you said some more, uh, uh, more, uh, I guess you, you can say regular engine cars too. They're going to be coming out. Yeah. with. So the, we had done a run of uh, off of the original mold of what we call the classic banks kit. And this was off the original mold that Bruce had built. Right. Um, and we offered it to the Meyer banks club members only. <clears throat> We ended up selling just over a hundred of those. Wow! So now we're making a new mold that we're calling it remastered. Basically, um, Ron, who is one of our lead designers working for Freeman, they've now they've taken the original mold and they've made a new one, but it's more engineered. It's more dialed in dimensionally. You know, not not for nothing, but the original mold it's nineteen sixties technology. Sure. You know, whereas the new one and why they're calling it remastered um, is more dimensionally sound and the way it's built. So, you know, they don't have to tweak every single little component that's going on. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I, I mean, I, I can imagine that even back in the day, um, um, you know, they didn't, they may not have known exactly the tolerances and the thicknesses of the fiberglass mm-hmm. and the gel coat yeah. needed. And the way around that was just make it thicker, make it yeah. fatter, make it thicker. So yep. you probably had some really, some tubs that were probably the old original ones that were really heavy and really yeah. thick because, yep. you know, and, but then that also, that also brings, you know, stress cracks and things that can happen sure. down the road. Whereas the new one, the, the remastered one is, uh, you know, again, dimensionally, and it's a lot more dialed in. The tolerances are a lot better. Right, right. So since we've launched that, we're well over 120 orders on those as well. So what kind of, do you guys have any idea of what kind of powertrains you guys are going to be using in those? I mean, do we, I mean, I mean, you're well, not going to be taking Volkswagen bugs anymore. Well, those on the remasters, again, they're kits. Uh-huh. So, we, so we say a kit. You're talking the body, a hood, and a dash. That's okay. a kit. Okay. Now, people can add on all the accessories, a roll bar in raw steel or stainless steel. They can do a rear bumper, a front bumper. They can do what we call a special drop-down dash um, for different gauges. Um, uh, you have um, uh, – sorry, I'm drawing a blank on, on the uh, uh, seats. Um, what kind of seats they may want, um, mounting brackets. They can order a windshield from us. Uh, they can order the the Manx headlights from us. Um, we have a real nice, uh, we have an arrangement with a great supplier where we have um, high performance um, LED headlights, vintage headlights. Um, so all depending on what they want. So we have people that are buying just the kit, bare kit. We have other people that are buying every available option they can get with it. They are then responsible for the chassis, the rolling chassis. Got it. So, 
now a lot of them what they do is they take an old bug from the 60s they peel the skin off of it and now to fit the manx body it needs to be shortened mm. um, so they'll shorten it you know resupport it you know new welds on it clean it up and powder coat it what's nice is when you drop that manx body on it you've got the vin number that is now used from the original vw bug so if that's if you put that on a 1968 bug now you've got a 1968 manx it, it, it's a special vehicle um it's a 68 manx uh, and it gets registered as a special vehicle um, so they are street legal. You know, there's license oh, wow. plate on them, and that's why you see them out on the streets. Yeah. You know, because they have headlights, they have tail lights, brake lights, blinkers, and they have blinkers, um, uh, directionals, um, and they're they're registered. So, can somebody come to you, uh, or I'm, I'm assuming the, you guys may not do it, but you guys may steer them in in a certain direction. If they said, "I just want to buy a brand new one. I want it all done. I I, I don't, I'm not going to build it in my garage. I'm not going. I don't want a kit." Yeah. Can they still do that? Yeah, we we can steer them in the in the right direction as to who who can build it for them. Um, you know, we will do a couple during the course of the year, but they're special ones usually for shows, um, or their internal vehicles. And and I'm assuming that that probably held true back in the day with with Bruce when he was running yeah. the company too. He probably yeah. handled it that same way. Yeah, but, correct. But the 2.0 definitely is going to be uh, a factory built car. And correct. Here, that will be here the keys. Key. Yeah. yeah, that'll be turnkey. Um, under rules, I think it's 325 um, that we can build in a year without oh. being without being considered a major manufacturer of automobiles. Wow. So that was going to be my next question was going to be like, how many do you guys anticipate in, uh, within the next year? So 325? We are restricted by the rules and laws that we can only do 325 a year. Wow. So you know what's going to happen there, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the value of those things are going to go up to the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So I then, mean, regardless, because I don't even think you guys have published yet a, a MSRP on these on these things. No. That's yeah. all being finalized because what, what the design team is doing now is they're going through, okay, what options is it going to have? We know it's going to have two battery sizes. Great. What colors are going to be available? What tops are going to be available? Um, stainless steel, um, the powder coat. So all of that's being finalized over the next several weeks. And then uh, an MSRP will be uh, released. Yeah, because I mean, you guys need to do that because you need to really dial it in and not have to go back and make corrections and stuff like that. And exactly, you know, I mean, uh, not for nothing, you know, you see what's happening with like companies like Rivian or something like that, that that they release the price and they got everybody excited and then they come back and they go, they go, well, it's going to go up uh, $8,000. I mean, yeah. to the guy that's buying that car at for at you know sixty thousand dollars maybe eight thousand is but it yeah. just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth it's like ah oh, they weren't Absolutely. up front you know you don't want to do that and that's where it's nice having the veterans and the heavy hitters working on the design team let alone the chairman um philip sarafin um who's the chairman wants this thing dialed in and yeah. it makes sense to make sure you do that up front is there is there been any talk? I mean, and I don't know if you guys, if you can share it or not. Has there been any talk about uh, uh, 
you know, like another manufacturing facility in another country, maybe, maybe in Australia, maybe in, in Europe someplace or something like that, just because of logistics. One of the things that makes the Myers Manks unique, especially like even now, everything is domestically sourced. Mm -hmm. 100% of this vehicle, everything I do, all my components, all my subcontractors, plus what we do inside, everything is domestically sourced, which people want people want a southern california built manx that's true they don't want the, they don't want one that was built in new jersey you know or no disrespect to florida they don't want one built in florida you know you think myers banks you think southern california yeah. you think huntington beach and you know that's another reason why the headquarters is located where it is yeah i mean it is all it is kind of an all encompassing vibe lifestyle mm -hmm. yep. a brand that that can be shared worldwide and it gives those people you know in scotland a little bit of southern california if they happen yeah. to buy that car yeah yeah i mean no we, no that makes sense that makes sense you know we we for logistically you know that that'll be something that we'll need to work out as we go down the road right but, um you know the requests have come in from all over the world yeah no i could imagine i could imagine i could imagine so let's talk a little bit more uh, or a little bit about uh, some of your uh, after work events. Um, so like we said, you were the former president of the Huntington Beach, or excuse me, the, uh, the uh, Mustang Club, mm -hmm. Orange County Mustang Club. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Mustang Club and, and what they do and, and what kind of members do you guys have in the club and, and sure. how big it is? So um, Orange County Mustang Club has been around since the late 80s. Um, great club, a lot of great people. Uh, you know, I've met so many great friends in the club. Um, in the past couple of years, we grew it to one of the largest Mustang clubs in the country. Um, do a couple of car shows a year, but also it's a, a 501c nonprofit. So, you know, we make charitable donations at the end of every year. Um, we did a lot with Orangewood Children's Home um, over in the city of Orange. Um, at Christmas time with uh, donations, um, but we would do cruises. We would do poker runs aside from just going to car shows. Um, so it would be, uh, you know, events just to get your cars out. And we had everything from 64 and a half up to brand new 2022 GT 500s and everything in between. Um, there, and it wasn't just Mustangs. We had Thunderbirds. We have Galaxies. Um, we even had a couple of Corvette owners only because they liked hanging out with us. Yeah, that's cool. So, so <laughs> even, um, so, so I'm sure you guys probably even had some kind of uh, tech talks or something like that. Also for people that might, Hey, you know, you know, this is a better way to, I don't know, change your brakes yeah. or work on your carburetor or something like that. Well, that, that was another great thing because of all of the members in our club, we have a few of our members that own their own shops. And we could always make sure if somebody had an issue or they were working on something, we could always steer them in the right direction. Hey, Got this it. is the shop you need to go talk to. Um, years ago, we actually used to do a thing every January called wrenching in the garage. And Stadium Automotive in Anaheim, uh, Roger Spencer, who owned the shop, every January we would go over and we would tell people, you know, make your Christmas list, whether you want breaks or whatever. And we would make a list of all the cars that were going to get worked on. And we have a lot of mechanics within the club. We would spend a day at Rogers and he would open up his shop and we would do brake changes, uh, oil changes, you know, 
changing lights out or almost anything anybody needed, changing shocks. And we would work on other members' cars together as a group. To help each other out. Wow. To help each other out. What a wonderful thing. That's a great gesture, man. All all they had to do, you buy the parts, we provided all the labor. Right. I mean, and then me as the owner, you know, if I'm the owner of the vehicle, I'm learning too. I'm right there and helping. It was educational as well. Yeah, it's educational as well. Wow. How great. And the club still thrives now, right? Club is still thriving. Um, It's under new leadership. Um, you know, I stepped away. I got, you know, with work getting as crazy as it was, I'm thinking, you know, I want something on a little more smaller scale. And that's where the HB car club came into play. So, yeah. And so bring us up to speed a little bit with the HB, uh, car club. I know there's a couple of car clubs here in Huntington beach area. There's a yeah. classic car. Cl- I forget what the other one is. There, there's a, a, a surf city classics. That's it. Um, yeah. You know, they have a mix of, of, of everything as well. Um, the HB Car Club, we actually started it a few years ago um, with uh, uh, Gary and Kathy Garner and myself. Um, we had registered the name with the state um, as, a, as a nonprofit as well. And then COVID hit. So there wasn't a whole hell of a lot of anything going on. Sure. So when I stepped away from the Mustang Club, we kind of ramped up the HB Car Club. You know, I have a full board of directors, just like I did um, at the other club. And then um, we actually had our first car show. Um, a couple of weeks ago up in Fullerton. Um, I was asked to run a car show for the, for the Elks club up there was a huge success. Um, but what's neat about the HB car club is it's 50 members. Um, we're not, there's no look to grow this to be some huge club. It's 50 members, 50 people that I enjoy being with. And we don't care what kind of car you have. Um, we have, Pontiac judges, we have Ford trucks, we have Mustangs, we have Camaros, we have rat rods, we have hot rods, we have uh, a 58 Cadillac Eldorado in the club. Um, you know, so we don't care what your car is as long as you're into cars. Um, and we're very fortunate um, at a lot of the people and honorary members of our club. Um, one of the things I've been blessed with this car community is the people I've met. I mean, you, you, you were at our car show a couple of weeks ago. You know, I turn around and Barry McGuire and Karen McGuire are at our show. Right. Um, just walking around and saying hello. And I'm like, wow, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and that that's kind of crazy. Just, I mean, part of it is just because of, you know, where we're fortunate to be here in Southern California. You could go to events and and all of a sudden, you know, you know, Jay Leno walks shows up and yeah. he's walking around and, and all of a sudden you're at another event and you know and like you said like the you know the Maguires might be showing up yeah. or or you know I mean I've I mean even when uh when um when Dan Gurney was around I mean he would mm-hmm. show up at events or you'd be like wow he Dan Gurney's you know here he's you know he might might have been on a golf cart or something but he was there you know he yeah. had events or something like that so um yeah that's part of that's part of the car culture here i mean a lot of times going to some of the cars and coffee events that are here local Mm -hmm. you know my sons are a little bit more in tune with it than i am but like they'll be we'll be walking around a car show and and they'll be like leaning over and go dad do you know who that is i'm like no he's like you know it's like the second baseman for the angels you know type of a thing you know and you're kind of like oh wow okay cool (laughs) you know but you go to you go What's to that? different derelicts on a Saturday morning and there's 300 plus cars and, you know, you could run into chip walking around. Um, 
hell, I've run into Reggie Jackson, who is a huge car guy. And, you know, me being a huge Yankee fan, you know, I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, but Donut Derelicts, man. I don't know what it is about Donut. I love Donut Derelicts. Donut Derelicts is literally three blocks away from my house. It's just straight up Magnolia right there at Adams and Magnolia, the donut shop. Um, Man, but those guys get up so flipping early. If you're there at six o'clock, you're late. Yeah. It's like I'm getting the sleep out of my eyes and I'm pulling it. I'm like, I can't even find a, part to, a place to park. I've yeah. literally gone, done a couple of laps, and, and I have to leave. There's no place to park. You can't a place to park. Yeah, exactly. I had family come out uh, two months ago, and I told them, hey, you know, we'll, we'll take the convertible. You know, I want to bring you down, down to the donut shop. They wanted to experience it. She's like, my sister's like, well, what time do we need to get up? I said, we need to be out of the house by 5.30. And she's like, you're kidding me. I said, <laughs> I said no. I said, if we're there at 6 o'clock, I'm going to have trouble finding a spot. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it gets like that. And it, and it gets like that, man. Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough. It's tough. It's really, a, it's really a tough thing. So tell me, tell me about some of the events. I know we've got an event coming up here in a couple of months. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really kind of near and dear to uh, everyone's heart and mostly to the, the Maguires. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about the event? Well, there's actually two big ones coming up. Okay. Um, the first one is September 24th. Um, right in our own backyard is cruising for a cure for Debbie Baker. Yep. Um, phenomenal lady. Um, this is going to be the, tw- I think the 22nd or 23rd year of cruising for a cure. Um, and how that all started was Debbie's husband was a car guy. He was diagnosed with prostate cancer and passed away. So Debbie started this little car show, you know, and it started small. Well, she now averages over 3000 cars and probably 20,000 spectators at the fairgrounds. Yeah, it is the largest single day car show on the West Coast. I mean, and it's just spectacular. And for and for the guys, I go every year. You can go in, get your blood drawn, and get your blood checked for prostate cancer as early warning. And what's neat is it's free. Um, Debbie arranges for a company to come out and draw the blood, and then it's neat because they do a group shot of all the people that were diagnosed and are survivors. And there are, the the group picture has grown every year. Um, Maguires are heavily involved with it. Um, There is what they call the hangar. Um, If you've ever been to the fairgrounds, Mm -hmm. in the center of the fairgrounds, there's five buildings. And the main building is the hangar. Well, that becomes the Maguires hangar. And that's by invitation only. Um, They put 50 to 60 cars in there every year. You're only in there once. Your car can never be in there again. I was very fortunate in 2018, my 65 Mustang went in the hangar. Um, I was invited to go in. Um, but the cars that you see in there are like none other. It, it's just spectacular, let alone the other 3,000 cars that will be on the grounds. Well, I'll tell you, I've gone to the event a number of times over the years, and and, and it is kind of a little mind-blowing. It almost feels like you're walking around a little – and I guess maybe it's because of the buildings or whatever. You feel like you're walking around a little car city for a moment yeah. there, you know, because you're going into this building, you walk out, you go into that mm-hmm. building, you walk out. And then, yep. and then, then there's a parking lot with tons of cars out there parked of all yeah. the of people that are, that are at the event and or showing their cars at the parking mm-hmm. lot. 
Um, but definitely just like you mentioned the prostate exam, I've gone, I've gone and had it done a, a number of times there. And, uh, it's, you know, I think that for most men, I mean, it should be something that nobody it's a no should brainer. pass up. Yeah. It's a no yep. brainer. You shouldn't pass that up. Um, yeah. you need to have yourself checked. So, I mean, that's, that's wonderful. And we're looking forward. My wife and I are looking, she enjoys yeah. going to that event. So that's now one. another thing they did it for the first time at the last one before COVID and they're doing it again this year in one of the buildings is going to be the women in wheels exhibit. Yeah. We and, went to the last one. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Brenneman, um, who's a member of our, of the HB car club, she's heading it up and it is vehicles that are owned by women. So like Cindy has her, her Mustang convertible. My wife's Mustang convertible will be in there, but I think she has like 57 to 60 cars that'll be in there that are strictly women owned on display. Got it. Wow. That's good. That's which is awesome because people don't realize just how many women have now gotten involved in the car community. Yeah. And it's true. And there are a lot of women that are in the car community, just like there's a lot of women that are, uh, are racing. There's a lot of women involved in, in, in auto racing and um and in a lot of cases the you know they're really kind of kicking butt i mean i think that women are a little more yeah a little more calm a little yep. more collected where you know guys could be kind of like off the off the cuff yep. on certain things so yep. so that's that's really good so benedict castle that's the other big event um this is one that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts um it benefits teen challenge um the benedict castle concourse show um, takes place at the Benedict Castle in Riverside. Um, the grounds there are just impeccable. Hmm. So how this car show came about, a lot of people don't know the history. Nicole McGuire, Barry and Karen's daughter, Nicole, she started the show um, seven, eight years ago as a fundraiser for Teen Challenge. And um, she wanted something unique other than your typical concourse show. You know, you go to La Jolla, you go to Pebble Beach, you go to San Marino, all phenomenal shows. Sure. What makes Benedict Castle unique is you're going to see a a 29 Cadillac with a V12 and a Packard across the pathway from a 1969 Shelby Mustang, you know, across from some low riders, across from some other hot rods and rat rods. So it is a phenomenal mix of cars that attend this show. You know, you ha- you'll have all your concourse cars there as well, but you're also going to have muscle cars. You're going to have classics, Corvettes, Mustangs, Camaros, um, parked alongside of, uh, you know, Barry will bring out his Ford GT, um, which is um, superb. But it is such a phenomenal mix of cars that is done on the grounds. Um What's nice too at Benedict Castle is, you know, it raises funds for Teen Challenge, um, which is Teen Ta- Challenge of Southern California. Teen Challenge is, you know, all, all over the country. Um, but in 2019, before COVID, I think we did about $400,000 in one day that we raised um, for Teen Challenge. It also becomes a who's who, you know, because when Barry asks people to come out and support the show, um, the, the doors fly open. So our grand marshal this year will be Corky Coker from Coker Tire. Um, a lot of people know Von Hotrod, who's a pinstriper, Johnny Martinez, who's a pinstriper. These guys will donate um, a lot of time and things for the raffle. But then you get guys like Mike Brewer, who's going to fly in from the UK, and Anstead, 
um, those two paired up from Wheel of Dealers. Um, Chip Foose, um, John D'Agostino, Linda Vaughn, Cleo Shelby, um, the Barris kids, George Barris's kids come. Um, it becomes a who's who of uh, celebrities and car people that are there. And just so that people, I mean, we've mentioned Barry Maguire a bunch of times, mm -hmm. just so that everybody's very clear, and I'm, I'm assuming everybody would be that's listening to this. We're talking about Barry Maguire, the founder of Maguire's Car Wax Correct. and the whole process of mm -hmm. car care chemicals, yep. um, which are now, I guess, I guess he has sold the, that to 3M. 3M. Yeah, yeah, he sold the company a couple of years ago to 3M, but Barry is still kind of the, the figure the uh, head of the company of the company yeah yeah okay good wow so this is really great i mean and when is that show at at benedict that one is may 21st of 2023 here is actual i will have this posted up on my facebook page and and our car club website okay benedict castle um, yep there we go yeah a little better there we go perfect yeah um, um registration should be opening up probably this week for it um, which is great. Uh, and, and the cars, and the cars that are there are just impeccable. Is it, is it, uh, is there a, 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 is there a fee for, for people to come see the cars to, if you're not bringing there, a car, there's a $10 uh, entry to walk in the gate. But again, that all goes to team challenge. Okay. Very good. Um, like as it should. Yeah. And like Debbie Baker does for cruising for a cure, you get a tax receipt. So mm -hmm. you register for cruising for a cure you know, you get a tax receipt for for the year. Um, Benedict Castle is the same way. Um, they do a gala dinner the night before. Um, Dave Coons from ABC TV hosted it um, the last time. Um, and we actually present, they presented um, Ed Iskadarian and Gene Winfield, um, two legendary guys um, uh, with some plaques. Um, but even the fee for your dinner, you get it is a, a tax receipt. So then you'll have these guys uh, receiving, um, will be presenting plaques and to certain members uh, yeah. or attendees? Each year, um, uh, each class gets judged. Um, Michael Stoops, who is one of the head corporate trainers at McGuire's, is the head judge. And he has teams that will go out and handle specific classes and they will judge the cars. And they are, Michael puts together a phenomenal program for judging them. Um, and then the winners will actually be presented with a plaque um, down by the main stage at the end of the day. Got it. And this is, you said this is in May. So yep. is, does it get, is it really warm at that time? It gets Shockingly, knock wood, we have been very blessed with good weather out there. Really good. Good you know, deal. Because a lot of people think Riverside, Inland Empire, yeah. it's going to be really hot. We've been very lucky. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Um, let me, see. you know, we're coming here to the end. Why, um, Paul, do you have any like advice or anything? Let's say, let's say you had some people that wanted to get into the car industry, like you are here at, at, at Myers Manx, mm -hmm. any advice or any suggestion for, for, for young folks trying to get into the industry that you well, can pass on? I mean, if, if you're looking to buy a vehicle, do your research first. Don't, you know, be careful you buy off of anything off of the internet. I, I know there's so much out there right now between marketplace on Facebook, you got bring a trailer, which is huge right now. Um, you know, do your research first on the cars and the vehicles and make sure you, you like it. And if you're able to go see it before you actually purchase it, absolutely try and go and actually look the car over. 
you know, buying a car sight unseen, always risky. Yeah. Um, getting into the car community, I, I've been very fortunate. I've been, you know, kind of blessed after a, a career in aerospace uh, to, you know, being a car fanatic to land, to be working in the car industry. It's like, yeah. hmm, I'm going to get paid to go work on cars and play with cars all day. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't get any better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your time today, man. I appreciate it. It's great to see you. Um, I know I'll be seeing you at car events and stuff going around. So uh, much success to you guys at Myers Manx. Um, and um, and we're looking forward to see what else comes out and we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled. And um, again, thank you so much for your time, man. Ed, greatly appreciate it. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, so uh, love, love and being on your show. Greatly Thank you. And if anybody has any questions or needs any information, go ahead, reach out to me. I can help you if you need to get in contact with, uh, with Paul or you want to find out something else about the Myers-Manx, by all means, send me a message and I'll get that over to, to them and to Paul. And um, yeah, we'll take care of it from here. Thank you again, That's man. Right. All right, Thank we'll you see you. Take care.